Welcome back to CoreyM, the official podcast of the NYU Bellevue Emergency Medicine Residency Program. I'm Breed C, and we'd like to welcome one of our newest faculty members, Joe Offenbacher. Joe just graduated from the Jacoby Montefiore Emergency Medicine Residency Program, and we're excited to have him on board. Thanks, Bree. Well, we're deep into our cardiology block here at NYU, which makes it a great time to talk about a really interesting diagnosis in the ED, Wellens syndrome. Totally agree. Wellens is one we really don't want to miss since in the right clinical context, it can indicate LED occlusion and an impending LED STEMI. I think at what time it was even considered to be a STEMI equivalent. Yeah, it was. Actually, the history of Wellens and how it has been understood over the years can help us in better understanding when to be on the lookout. Really? How so? Well, the significance of this EKG pattern foreshadowing an impending STEMI has only been recognized since the 1980s. I'm intrigued. Tell me more. So before J.J. Wellen's paper in 1982, all that was known was that there was this unusual phenomenon of patients who would present to the ED with self-resolving chest pain and unusual EKG patterns in the anterior lateral leads. These patients would often be virtually pain-free by the time they arrived in the ED. So what would the EM docs do? Send a trope or two and then send them home? Exactly. If they were lucky, they'd send these patients home just to die a week later. Um, that doesn't sound too lucky to me. Well, the alternative was worse. How so? Some would send these patients for stress testing, then boom, VFib arrest. Yeah, I guess that is worse. So back in 1982, this Dutch cardiologist, Dr. Wellens, writes his paper demonstrating two primary EKG patterns that portend complete LED stenosis, thereby representing semi-equivalence. In the original paper, they followed 145 patients consecutively admitted because of unstable angina. They reported that 26, 16% of these patients showed a unique EKG pattern. 12, 75% of those patients who had no procedural intervention developed extensive anterior wall infarction within a few weeks after presentation. In view of these observations, urgent coronary angiography and, when possible, coronary vascularization was recommended to be done in patients with unstable angina who showed the EKG pattern. Very interesting. Well, pictures here are worth a thousand words, so make sure to check out our show notes for the two EKG patterns that Dr. Well noticed. Focus on the T waves in V2 and V3. Type A Wallens appear biphasic, while type B are symmetrically inverted T waves. Dr. Wellen's paper noted that type B appeared more often, around 75% of the time. Yep, and it was also not uncommon to see T-wave inversions continue out to the lateral leads of V4 to V6 as well. Okay, great. So why is Wellen so hard to diagnose? Because sometimes these EKG patterns can be very subtle, especially if you're not looking for the right clinical story. Also, these patients often don't make troponins, so... Even if you go down a full ACS workup, it's still easy to miss. Well, you mentioned that people don't really know to look out for the story. Why is that? The main reason is that we usually don't teach the underlying pathophysiology of Wellens because until cardiologists started reperfusing STEMIs, we didn't even understand it. What do you mean? So before TPA and cardiac cath became more prevalent, you just basically had to memorize the self-resolving chest pain story and the expected EKG patterns. Nobody really knew why these two were linked. 
Dr. Wallens actually wrote in his paper, quote, we do not have an explanation for the mechanism of these ST segment abnormalities, end quote. So what you are saying is that the EKG pattern we see in Wellens is what you would see during coronary reperfusion? Yes, exactly. This is the real story of Wellens. And when you know the story, you never forget the narrative that the patient tells you and the expected EKG pattern. So Wellens is an occlusion reperfusion reocclusion syndrome. When the patient is at home, they have chest pain. They're having a STEMI. You're just not there with them with an EKG machine to see it. By the time you get to the ED, they have spontaneously reperfused, and their chest pain is improving. Exactly. This myocardial reperfusion is reflected in a series of EKG patterns that are described as pseudo-normalization. This is what we have come to know as biphasic, or deeply symmetrically inverted T-waves. So there is really no such thing as a type A and type B. Nope, not really. As the coronary artery perfuses, the ST elevation pseudonormalizes, so the elevated ST segment becomes biphasic. If the vessel remains open and continues to reperfuse, then the ST segment becomes inverted. So type A and B are just a reflection of the progression of coronary reperfusion. So what's the problem? Well, the spontaneous reperfusion is not definitive in all our patients. So some are just waiting for the next catastrophic full occlusion and return of their STEMI. So this is why we think of Wellens as a STEMI equivalent. Yes, exactly. However, over time, this definition has changed a bit. In the past, these cases were activated as STEMIs and went directly for emergent cath. Right. These days, these patients are treated more like NSTEMI and taken for urgent cath. Right, and that's generally the accepted answer on the ABEM exam. But just remember, depending on your institution, and sometimes individual cath attending, some interventional cardiac services are more aggressive than others, and will still have these patients called as a STEMI. So definitely talk to your cardiology colleagues on their guidelines and preferences. Very cool. So basically, Wellens is the perfect alignment between the patient's story, the pathophysiologic process, and the electrophysiologic manifestation. That's right, Joe. And if you remember that relationship, it makes it much easier to be on the lookout and then to catch Wellens cases moving forward. Great. So do you want to do some take-home points? Sure. One, Wellens is an occlusion, reperfusion, reocclusion syndrome. Two, do not dismiss a patient with chest pain just because they've arrived pain-free in the ED. Three, look out for the characteristic pseudonormalization findings on the EKG, the biphasic T waves leading into deep symmetrical T waves in the anterior lateral leads. Four, it's always helpful to compare their current EKGs to prior EKGs if you can get them, as well as repeat EKGs while the patient is in the ED, especially if she or he develops chest pain. And five, talk to your cardiology colleagues and ED chiefs about how they like to treat Wellens. Nice. Well, that's all for this episode. Continue to follow us on Twitter at core underscore EM and visit us on our website, coreem.net. Thanks for listening and please stay safe, everybody.